Hi guys, welcome to the Powerful AF Podcast. My name is Bracey Dutton and I share on the internet how I healed my food addiction by ditching toxic thoughts and ingredients. This podcast is all about empowering you with the knowledge to get on the other side of food addiction. A lot of it has to do with food and a lot more of it has to do with healing our mindset. We'll talk about healing trauma, getting rid of those nasty limiting beliefs that are holding us back and how to fully step into your power and own your life. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, keep listening. All right, guys, part two of the two-part conversation I had with my friend Rolando is finally here. I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear the continuation of our conversation about getting out of your own way and about how self-limiting beliefs are a part of the addiction. And I hope you have so many ahas and so many takeaways. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think of this. So I'm going to stop talking and let you listen. And I noticed a lot of times I'll, I did this myself and I still do it sometimes, but it's like blaming outside circumstances, like blaming other people Mm -hmm. or blaming your financial situation, or we just have really great excuses as to like, oh, well, I want to do that, but I don't have time. Or I would do that if I had the money or my partner like is always triggering me. So it feels impossible to like heal. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that? Like taking responsibility for our life and feeling confident in doing that. I would say that's one of the biggest things that I um, uncovered for myself in the trainings. It was taking ownership of my life rather than giving it away giving the, my power away to other people, you know, like if, um, if I'm complaining about, like I said earlier, you know, my wife says like, Hey, did you take out the trash? And I make her the, the reason why I am pissed off in that moment, I'm putting it on her rather than me saying, Oh yeah, I forgot, you know? And of course you're asking me because I didn't do it right? There's no energy in that. I'm I'm not angry. I'm not upset. I may be disappointed in myself because I didn't take out the trash, but it's not affecting my relationship, right? So um, that that would be the the first thing or main thing I would say about that. Yeah. I I like how you said, I lean into that a lot of like any time that you allow someone or something else to change your mood for the worse you're giving your power away Mm -hmm. and it's so much easier to blame other people in other circumstances when I first started opening up to this work I was kind of pissed that I couldn't blame my dad for all of the stuff in my life anymore like that I couldn't be mad at the even with the work that I do in regard to food at first I was mad at the government and the food industry and I still am a little bit I'm still working through these um (laughs) this uh I guess I don't know 
know. It's easy to blame like fast food restaurants for putting bad food out there. Right. You it's, know, but it is, but it is easy. And it's still giving my power away because at the end of the day, exactly. we have free will. We don't have to go to the fast food place. And the right. more that we realize that, okay, humans, especially how things are with social media and everything that's present, we're very susceptible to addiction because we don't know how to feel our feelings. We're very susceptible to, because all at the end of the day, we just want to feel good. So it's mm-hmm. like, what's the path of least resistance to feeling good or feeling better? And yeah. if there's a McDonald's right on the corner on our way home, or if there's a liquor store, that seems like the path of least resistance. And just knowing that these foods and these fast food restaurants are placed in these places because of our biology, we can be mad at them or we can just not eat there. And yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same problem being solved of like, it'd be nice if they weren't there because then we wouldn't be so tempted. But if we could get control over ourselves and our feelings and our lives and all of that, it wouldn't even be an issue anymore. And that's something I was listening to in my book this morning. They were talking about disease and even like physical injuries and saying that the power of our mind is so powerful that all of it could be gone tomorrow if we could Mm -hmm. just shift our thinking. Like all these diseases and sicknesses at the root of it is these self-living beliefs and, and sabotaging ourselves and these beliefs that the world is hard and people can't be trusted and, and everyone's out to get me and I always fail and I'll never be good enough. Mm -hmm. That is that shift where it's like, if we can just start reframing, start feeling our feelings you know, be honest about how we're feeling. That's something else. I feel like, especially in relationships, we just bottle up, bottle up, bottle up, and then explode. We were talking about this before we got on. I was talking about how there's a book called The Four Agreements, and he discusses how a lot of us are just harboring pain from things that we've experienced in our lives. And then that's, it kind of like shows up as poison in our body. And that poison can manifest into sickness but it gets so painful that we have to let it out. So then we spew our poison on other people where we get triggered by something and we just spew our poison and hurt them or say something hurtful or mean or yell at our kids or, or um, whatever that is. And then when we're not spewing, we're just holding it in because we, we don't want to spew. So we just hold it in and harbor, which makes us sick too. So well, it's like, I was yeah. Because yeah. what I would do is that, uh, like, let's say my wife did something and I would get really upset about it, right? Uh, she would ask me, what's going on? And I'm like, you know what? I know that if I talk right now, I'm going to say something hurtful. So I, I, let me talk about it once I, once I cool down. And she was like, all right. But then once I was cool, I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to get upset again. So then I would just be like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I'm, I'm okay now. And I would go through like several cycles of this where I would get pissed off and be like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm pissed off. Let me cool down. Once I cool down, I don't want to talk about it because I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I wasn't really allowing myself to 
let out what I was feeling. So I was stuffing it down, stuffing it down, stuffing it down. By the end of the month or the end of three months, she would do one little thing and I would explode because I became like a volcano that is stuffed up with all this lava that just needs to come out and I'm destroying everything in my past. In my yeah. past. <laughs> and she would be like, well, where did that come from? You know, like all I did was say like, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Me too. I feel like I'm pretty good at actually, I'm good at spewing poison any time of day. I don't hold it in, but my husband, Jonathan, is definitely a holding inner. And it's interesting actually him going through this training too, because he's gotten better about not exploding, but I find that he is still holding it in and it's, it's manifesting in other ways, like back pain and stuff. It's super interesting. I wish yeah. we lived closer, Rolando, because he, he needs <laughs> your help. But that's something too, like if you struggle with chronic pain or migraines, anytime someone says they have migraines, I'm like, what are you resisting? Like, what is, what is an emotion or a feeling that you're, you're not feeling or is trapped or what is something that you're frustrated by or something that's just not in alignment? How are you not showing up as your truest self? And that is, that is the type of work I love to do with people. It's like, okay, yeah, the food addiction we can work on. That's easy, <laughs> but it's yeah. like, we get to fix the life stuff. We get to fix your mind. We get to, we get to fix how you're talking to yourself. And, and when you're in relationship with other people, and I guess that would, that's another question I asked in the midst of the million other questions I asked you is say someone's on this healing journey but they find that their partners are just so separate from that. Like their partners aren't even open to it. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed, I mean, I know you've seen that so hundreds of people go through the training and that's something common. Do you have any advice for someone who is on this journey, but their partner or other people close to them are super resistant to it? How do they like stay the path? Um, so I, in my opinion, everybody's journey is different. Mm -hmm. And with compassion, they can, I would say like coexist in a way that neither one is making the other one wrong for either growing or refusing to grow. Let's talk more about compassion. Are you open to that? Totally. What, having compassion for yourself and for other people, because that was a huge aha for me too yeah yeah I can, can you can you land it here or no <laughs> i'm sure what's uh what's your question about compassion so like what is compassion because i i feel like the general public is just like oh like that's like just feeling sorry for someone that hmm. would be my initial thought is like okay when you say compassion like okay that means that i just like feel bad for them or can understand how they're feeling? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that feeling sorry for them or, or feeling bad for them would be more pity than compassion. Okay. Compassion for me is more understanding, relating to that person, to what they're going through. Uh, not in an empath way where I'm feeling what they're feeling, right? Okay. But for example, if you were to say to me, 
um, I don't know, like we're having this conversation and all of a sudden you get angry and you start yelling at me, I could react to you or I could say like, all right, maybe there's something going on for her and I can understand where you're coming from and not react. And I feel compassion for you. My response to you is going to be completely different simply because I understand you. I can relate to you. I can not feel your pain, but understand your pain, understand your wounds. Maybe I touched something that uh, was a, an open wound and you know it triggered something for you. Nice. I love that explanation. And I heard what I heard in that is like not taking it personally. Oh, right. Right. Like That's understanding that wherever that person is coming from, it's all with them and not with you and understanding that it is coming from something that's going on and being open to that. Yeah, in my opinion, it's it's been challenged several times in the last few years. I do believe that everybody has the best intentions in mind. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to do their best and their best may not look the same for everyone. So when, for example, I'm, I'm, and I'm not going to make this a, a very um, controversial conversation, but when it comes to the, the um, when COVID happened, when the pandemic hit, uh, so many people were saying, like, wear a mask. And then others were saying, don't wear a mask. And same people were saying, stay at home. And others like, no, go and go to work and like continue living life. Let's bring, let's open businesses back. And others were like, no, let's close businesses. So there were opposing points of view. But in reality, what they both wanted was survival. Yeah. Let's keep, let's keep, let's keep us alive. Let's keep things going in a way that it's healthy. But the way in which it happens, everybody thought it was different. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. If, if they're able, if we are able to look at what the other person is saying, not from argument and like, no, you're wrong. I'm right. It's my way, not yours. But rather than, okay, what is it that you want to accomplish with what you're saying? what I want to accomplish is this, if we can align in that accomplishment, then we can come with a, um, a, a, a solution that it may be even better than either one of us thought. Yeah. And I believe that in order to do that, we get to understand each other and have compassion for each other. Yes. That's so good. And I feel like something that's lacking for a lot of us, and I'll, I, I'll just speak for myself, like a lot of times, I, when I go into a conversation, it's more about either like being right or being in control versus coming to an agreement. It's like, it, I don't even set the intention for the conversation. <laughs> it's like, I just want what I want and I want it my way. And if they're not going to agree, then F them. Yeah. And I, I was asking you before this, like, why do you think it is that we are so comfortable with number one, doing that to ourselves. I feel like we lack the most compassion for ourselves. So let's start with that is like, I tell people all the time, like have compassion for yourself, meet yourself where you're at. You're not going to become a different person overnight. Like this is a journey. You're not going to get to the end of the journey tomorrow. 
So what would you say having compassion for yourself looks like without selling out on yourself and leaning? What's like the line between having compassion for yourself and then being comfortable and letting yourself get away with stuff? For me, what having compassion for myself will look like is if I have, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in the example of I have a goal. Like mm -hmm. I want to lose weight or build muscle or something like that, right? Like a fitness goal. Mm -hmm. And in order to achieve that fitness goal, I'm going to eat a certain way. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to, you know, sleep a certain amount of time. I'm going to do these things, right? Um, <clears throat> the moment that I don't work out or the moment that I eat something outside of what I said I was going to be eating, I could punish myself and be like, oh my God, I am a bad person. I failed. I, now I can't do all these things. I knew it. Um, you know, and, and all these like inner conversation, right. That, I, that I'm, that I'm having with myself, or I could be like, all right. So I said I was going to work out and I didn't. What I made more important than that was actually, I don't know, sleeping longer or, you know, choosing to go to work earlier or something like that. Well, I can see how I made that more important than my goal, but my goal is important. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to commit to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. For me, that just like clears it all off. I'm not making myself wrong about it. I can have compassion for what I made more important. And, and then I can move on and I can stay committed to what I said I was going to have, whether it was losing weight or gaining muscle or whatever it is. Um, but that for me is how compassion looks like, is neutralizing yeah. the event and not making myself bad or wrong about what I did or didn't do. Yeah. And that's so good because I feel like beating ourselves up is like an addiction because it's like <laughs> we're able to like get out of the commitment we made because it's mm -hmm. like well I said I was going to do this and I didn't do it and I suck and like of course I told you I wasn't going to be able to do it or I I knew I wasn't going to be able to do this so what do you how do you set a goal without feeling that you don't believe that you can do it do you set a smaller goal or do you have to do all this work before you even set a goal like like where do you how do you think that works i don't think so i think everybody's different um because i've had many conversations where i ask people like what are your dreams what would you like to accomplish and there are many people that like i, I can't say that they don't dream or they don't have dreams they just don't want to allow themselves to dream or even to speak it out because I, I had a conversation with somebody who is now a friend of mine and I asked her, all right, so tell me what, what we like to accomplish. And she, like, do you have any goals? And she's like, oh yeah, I have goals. And I'm like, okay, cool. What are they? And she was like, wait, I have to tell you. And I'm like, I mean, we're having a conversation, you know, you, you can tell me. And she was like, oh my God, I've never told this to anyone. Oh, <laughs> she had goals, but she just didn't want to allow herself to speak them out for whatever reason, maybe she felt that if she just said them to anyone, they could hold her accountable to it. Yeah. And all of a sudden it became 
something that she quote unquote had to do. Yeah. You know, and if she didn't do it, then she would look bad to the other person because they knew. Yeah. So that's it, right? It's like, okay, we actually, all of us have desires. We have very big desires that I feel like we just don't even allow ourselves to go there with because there's a chance that it couldn't happen. And we would rather just stay right here where everything's, you know, we know how it's going to work. It's just the same old shit, but it's like, why do we choose this? It's like, we're choosing depression rather than like taking a chance at it possibly not happening, happening. Um, yeah. And like you were saying earlier, there's a lot of comfort in that. Yeah. Because it's uncomfortable or I, I make up that for, for some people, it's uncomfortable yeah. to challenge themselves to dream versus to say like, no, I don't have any goals where that is just like, this is what I know. This is what's comfortable and I'm going to stay here. But in reality, they actually do want something else. They just don't see themselves capable of doing it. So they're like, nah, I don't, I don't have any dreams. Yeah. And or that um, could never happen because I would have to win the lottery or that could never happen because my husband won't let me, or that would never happen because I have kids. Like that's the stuff I hear all the time. One question that I love to ask people is what else is possible? And I just stay with that question for as long as they'll let me. Because yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say like, oh, okay, so what else is possible? And I'm like, because they say, you know, like, oh, I can't do it because X, Y, Z. Okay, well, what else is possible? And I'm like, well, I mean, like you said, I could win the lottery. Okay, cool. What else is possible? I, I don't know. I, I could get lucky and this happens. All right, what else is possible? And I just stay with it. And like things open up for them um, where they didn't see it at first. Yeah. And I make up that sometimes they see it because I see it in their faces. Like it yeah. shows up when they, when they almost like have the realization of like, I already knew this, but now it's in my face. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had that experience too, like at, from the one being coached. So yes. <laughs> and, um, it's so fun to like provide that safe space for people to feel safe, to express their desires and also express things they're struggling with because, and I tell people all this time, all the time and what you were just saying, like, you just keep asking what else is possible literally just thinking about what else is possible will open up like these magical gates of the universe for stuff to show up of what's possible. I tell people all the time, like, just be open. If you are so unsure of what you want and you're so just scared or fearful to, to start, just open up, just start thinking about what's possible. Start allowing yourself to Think about what it would be like to have a healthy relationship with food or start thinking about what it would be like to have this level of confidence where you don't need your family to understand you or, and then oftentimes things just start showing up like, oh, I had this opportunity or this person called me or I got, 
I got a raise at work, you know, just like crazy things. Have, have you had those experiences too? I'm sure you have, where you just see like oh, absolutely. seemingly miraculous things happen when you just allow yourself to be open. Yes, because here's the thing. A, a lot of people go into this mode of like, I want to accomplish this. And in order to accomplish that, I need to do these steps, complete these steps in order to get to that. And then they become attached to the way in which they think it's going to happen. And the moment they think that anything can get out of that road that they're attached to, um, they're, they're just like, no, 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 nothing else. No, I just need to stay with it. And it could actually be so much easier than they think it is if they just open themselves up to other possibilities. And like asking that question, what is it possible has been really, really powerful for a lot of people because even in people who, you know, they, they did have a goal, they did have a, a clear vision of where they wanted to go. And they say, okay, so first I need to buy this. I need to get this gear. I need to take this trip and learn this class and all these things. And I'm like, all right, cool. And what else is possible? Well, I, I just need to make sure that all this happens. Got it. And what else is possible? But yeah. once they're like, oh, well, actually, maybe I could talk to this person who already has his equipment. And I could talk to this other person, partner with them, because he has the knowledge. And we can actually have it in three months instead of a year. You know? yeah. So, yes, there are other possibilities. And, um, and not everybody is willing to open up at first. They, they become so attached to, like, it's going to happen this way. Yeah, I love that because <laughs> I think that's where we sabotage ourselves is when we have this goal and it's fun and all to think about the goal, but then we start thinking about all the work we're going to have to do <laughs> to make it happen. And then we're like, we might start on it and we're like, yeah, I'm so motivated. I want the goal. I'm going to work my ass off. And then eventually it's like, F, like this isn't fun. This isn't enjoyable. And it's like, well, it doesn't actually have to be that hard is, is right. what I hear you saying. It's like, get out of your head, get out of your way, focus on the openness, fo like focus on how you're going to feel when you have that thing and feel that now. Mm -hmm. And then the universe will just deliver like uh, most of the time, I think, and I'm learning this too, like with I talk about law of attraction a lot on here and like manifestation. It's not typically like this magical, like money falls out of the sky situation. It's like you get an amazing idea where it's like, oh, or you like, you make a connection, like you said, with someone or yeah, you just, if you spend time with yourself in silence or meditation or go on a walk or take a bath without your phone or without a distraction, you'll get an idea that's like, oh, this is something I could do to get me closer to that thing. Or this is something that feels good to me. Um, so I love yeah. how we made that connection. <laughs> yeah, going back to what you were saying earlier about, like you said, it's just shifting your mindset. It sounds like, I, I, I'm pretty sure that some of your listeners are, are probably gonna say like, oh, Bracey, like you make it sound so easy. And oh, it's yeah. like, it's, it's <laughs> simple. It's that simple, but it's not easy. Because I would say the first thing is knowing or discovering what is the mindset that I'm currently in so that then I know where I need to shift it and what I need to shift it to. 
So if I um, if I'm not looking at other possibilities, and I'm not even aware that I'm attached to that to this one way, the moment I it's like somebody calls me out and I'm like, well, it sounds like you're pretty attached to this one way, and I could be like, yes, this is the way, and I'm right. Like this is the <laughs> only way. But somebody says like, well, what else is possible? <laughs> I'm like, I could either say like nothing, nothing else is possible, or I could actually start opening myself up to other possibilities. Right. right? Because so then if you're I get, stuck on that one way, yes, you're selling whole, out to this whole thing about you have to be right about everything or everything's <laughs> your way. <laughs> and that, that would illuminate what is the way of thinking that I'm having in this moment so that then I can, oh, okay, well, I'm being attached right now. This is not working for me. I can, I can open myself up and shift. Yeah, that's so good. I've heard this term recently. It's like white knuckling it. It's like, we think that we just have to hustle and we have to like make ourselves miserable to get to that goal. Whereas if we can be open to the other possibilities that it's actually, it flows and you're so right. It's not like, it's not just anything. This is work. This is a journey. I say it all the time. Even like for me and the coaching I'm still receiving, I had a realization a couple of weeks ago. I kept saying week after week after week. I need a schedule. I need a schedule. I need a schedule. I need to be on the strict schedule every day. I need my kids to do this at this time. And, and every week I kept coming back and he's like, did you have it happen? I'm like, nope, nope. I suck. I suck. I suck. And then finally he's like, I'm not allowing you to say that you're going to put yourself on a schedule anymore. I thought I needed to put myself on a schedule because that's what all these other successful people seem to be doing. And if it's working for them, then it must work for me. But if it's like obviously not working for me, then I get to look at, am I just trying to be right? Or, if, or am I just trying to look good? Or is this what I think I'm supposed to do? And that has shown up for me so much. Whereas when I allow myself to connect with myself and listen to what I want and what I need and what feels good stuff flows. But when mm -hmm. I'm pushing against myself and trying to force things to happen and trying to control things to happen, I feel so stressed and overwhelmed and scared. And, and then I start spewing my poison on people that I love. And it's, <laughs> it's so interesting. It's like, like you said, it's so much harder to try to control everything versus yes. thinking about being open to other possibilities. Yeah, because even in that conversation you know, with, with your coach, uh, if you're going week after week after week saying, I need a schedule, I need a schedule, I need a schedule, and it's not working, well, going back to that same question, then what else is possible? What else could work rather than a schedule? You know, is there anything else that could work for you? Because maybe a schedule works for other people, but is there anything that would work for you? Yeah, and that what I came to was, <laughs> I love talking about like, what is the one thing that if you could do this one thing, it would make everything else easier or unnecessary. And for me, it's like, put my phone away by nine o'clock and like be in bed by 9.30 because then I get enough sleep, I wake up on time, I feel refreshed, I feel energized, and everything throughout the day is so much easier. 
But instead, I was allowing myself to scroll my phone until 11 p.m. and go to sleep mm-hmm. too late and then beat myself up because I slept through my alarm and have a hectic day because I slept through my alarm. So it's like when you when you start, when people are asking you those questions, because it's harder to ask ourselves those questions, I think, sometimes. So it's really good to be surrounded by a community. Listen to, like when you're listening to this, start asking yourself these questions. What else is possible for me? Am I white knuckling it? Am I just trying to look good? Am I just trying to be right about something? And spend that time with yourself and see what's possible for you. And, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like one way or the highway. Right. So, yeah. Good stuff. And and then, um, an important question also to ask is why is it important for you, for example, you know, in, in your situation, why is it important for you to have a schedule? You know, and if you can get to the root of that, like what is it that you want to accomplish with the schedule, then maybe you don't need a schedule, you need something else. <laughs> yeah, I just want peace. I want flow. I want I want to stay on track. I want some um what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it. Um, but basically staying on track with the things that I want to get done. And for me, a rigorous schedule feels so restrictive and I, I, I get mad. Like, I feel like I want to rebel against the schedule. Mm -hmm. So I know that I can accomplish those things if I take care of myself, because when I get to sleep on time, I work out in the morning, I wake up to my alarm, I do my morning routine, and then it's so easy to stay on like my kind of schedule that I have created versus being so strict throughout the day when you have a six-year-old and a four-year-old who is gonna, something's gonna happen to ruin the schedule and then you're gonna think you suck, or that's what I do. This is also an important thing to to be aware of because there are like feminine qualities and masculine qualities. Right. We all have them. So not necessarily men or women are going to be that. Right. Uh, so at least what I'm hearing from you is you have a more of a feminine quality, which is more flowy. It's more creative. It's more go with the flow wherever your emotions take you. Whereas a masculine energy or quality is more structured, rigorous, scheduled, uh, um, logical kind of mindset. So the importance of having the balance between the two is that the stru- within the structure you can flow you can be creative you can you know be free and flow in it but it keeps you with certain boundaries yeah. you know with certain uh like like the bumpers on the on the bowling alley yeah. right it keep you from going out of of the lane um and at the same time not making not making it brick walls but bumpers yeah it's like oh okay well at four i need to i don't know eat Mm -hmm. but not being like at four on the dot i need to eat and that's it right but like maybe 4 30 you'll eat or maybe i'll exercise at seven and like oh i got up early i can actually exercise early rather than like nope 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 that's not the schedule i need to wait until seven (laughs) right 
that's so I love that you brought that up because I'm all the way feminine (laughs) most of the time and for the longest time I would beat myself up for not having the the structure and the the um what's the other word I can't think of it but um now I said like I I get to make a structure that makes sense for me so my structure is the bedtime and the exercise and the morning routine and that type of stuff so I don't know. I want to continue to evolve my structure because I notice that I perform best when I'm more structured and when I have a schedule and when I have that. But at the same time, what makes the most sense for me is to like, it's, it's one step forward instead of trying to wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden have this rigorous schedule where that is like a huge step for me. And if I set that goal, I there's, I'm have a 99% chance of not doing it. And then I'm going to basically just self-sabotage. Does that make sense? Like, do you, how do you, is there a better way to explain that of like setting an intention that is stretchy, but not so stretchy that you're just not even going to try. I feel like is what I'm trying to say. Um, that makes sense. Reward that for me. <clears throat> like I find this, I feel like it's the all or nothing thing where people, or I do, let's just use me where it's like for basically my whole life, I sleep through my alarm. Mm-hmm. But then tonight I decide, okay, I'm going to wake up at my alarm tomorrow and work out. And then I'm going to, eat a, I'm going to cook my breakfast and I'm going to do my makeup and hair and I'm going to be to work on time, even though I'm always late. And then I'm going to pack my lunch for work, like all this stuff that normally I never do. And then I say, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Is that's unrealistic, right? Like that's, is that setting yourself up for success or is that setting a stretchy goal that you should work towards? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? (laughs) Well, there's a lot to unpack on that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well. (laughs) Because at least what I'm hearing is like, you could set a goal that is big and and, and stretchy and challenging. Um, But if you have not built enough trust in yourself, confidence in yourself, and believe in yourself that you're going to accomplish it, then you're setting yourself up to fail. But if you have, for example, over time made commitments and kept them, made commitments and kept them, made commitments and kept them. And if at any point you didn't, you didn't keep a commitment, you cleaned it up, you know, whether it's with yourself or with another person and you make a new commitment, then you start almost like putting deposits in the bank, right? And as you put more deposit, more deposit, more deposit, then, then yeah, you can make a, a bigger goal because now you have all this evidence that yes, you can do it. So once you set yourself that big goal, it's like, all right, let's do this versus I'm going to set this, uh, this big goal. And the internal conversation within you is like, can no, you can't, <laughs> right. you, you can't do that. <laughs> right. So, um, so I think that, yeah, you could self set yourself the bigger goals that may seem unrealistic and like for somebody like you, for example, that is creative, you can come up with a creative way to have it happen. 
in a way that you didn't even think was possible as long as you're open to it. Right. Yeah, the way you just explained it was exactly what I was getting at of like building the trust with yourself and allowing it to be a journey rather than expecting yourself to be a different person tomorrow. Because if for so long you have made promises to yourself and broke them because you were more committed to your limiting belief that you're not worthy or that you need to look good or that you want to be comfortable, that's work you get to do on building that trust back up because now you have this newfound awareness that Mm -hmm. this is the belief system you've been running your life based on and now you have this newfound awareness like just realize that it takes time to build that trust up with yourself and I feel like that's where the compassion comes in and that's where you do allow yourself to stretch yourself like don't don't allow yourself to be keep being comfortable and understand that it's a journey in building the trust back up. I love, I feel like we could have a whole conversation, a whole nother podcast, just about (laughs) putting those deposits in the bank and like healing your relationship with yourself and learning how to trust yourself. Cause I feel like that's how you create sustainable change Uh of like, you know, etching away at this stuff and, you know, one thing at a time. And there will always be contrast present for things to show you areas that you get to work on and where you get to shift. So, yeah. okay. And what last me, words? Yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, <laughs> to you, no, what? Go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. No, you go. Oh, no. I was just saying that for me, um, it, this is just my opinion, setting up big goals. It's not so much about the goal itself, but who we become in order to achieve the goal. Yeah. You know, because even if, like if I set a, a goal that next year at the end of the year I will you know raise a million dollars or or you know whatever my business will produce a million dollars and I go for it and I put like I commit to it and I go for it a hundred percent and by the end of the year I only get to nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Number one like I could be disappointed like oh man I didn't make the million dollars I'm unworthy I'm an idiot I'm stupid I you know good for nothing whatever right or I could be like, okay, I didn't get to the million. I get to 950, which I didn't have before. <laughs> yeah. And um, who did I become in order to achieve those $950,000? Yeah. No, and I think that's the most important thing is who we become in the process, not so much what we achieve. Right. 100% agreed. 100%. I love that because it is about the journey. And I feel like that gets annoying to hear too, but if you can surrender to that, like, honestly, it really is about just the next step forward and the journey and the, and the be, getting comfortable with yourself, like not comfort, but trusting yourself and believing in yourself and loving yourself and seeing that you're worthy. That's, what it's all about because then you project those things those you achieve those goals through being that person a confident powerful loving dedicated you know whatever that is for you so yeah and the first step I would say is figuring out or be becoming aware of 
where you are in this moment. What is the mindset that it's running you in this moment? Because otherwise you wouldn't be able to know where to shift, like what's working and what's not working, you know? And you're just gonna try on different things. But if you're able to see like, oh, how this is the operating system that is running right now. This is the, the conversation within me that is having all my, my, uh, my actions turn out this way. Yeah, yeah, like what most likely you're in survival mode, right? Yeah. And what is it that is keeping you alive versus, versus and holding you back from fully living? Right. And step one is just opening up to it, right? Like open up to what is possible? What else is possible? <laughs> if anything was possible, what would happen? I love that question in your life. Awesome. Okay. Well, Rolando, let's give a little tidbit of if people are interested in redesign, what do you recommend them doing if they want to learn more about the transformational trainings that Healing Angels offers? Um, well, the, the first thing I would say, they can reach out to you because you're like direct, direct link with them. You know, you've done the trainings, you know what it's about. Um, so you can answer any questions. They could also go to our website. It's uh, www.healing-angels.org forward slash redesign. Um, and, and yeah, they will also find a lot of information about that, about who our trainers are, how our, workshop, uh, how our workshops work, what other workshops we have available, what other programs we have available. Um, or, um, or yeah, they can also email me and, well, my email is pretty long, so I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it in the show note. We'll put it in the notes of the, of this podcast. If you guys want to connect with Rolando, um, Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on. And this was such a good conversation. I appreciate your openness to have a candid conversation, <laughs> you know, with me and my flowy feminine energy. I'm like, let's just chat. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, that concludes part two of the two-part conversation with my friend Rolando. I hope you guys got so much value out of this conversation. Please let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere that you like to communicate. Let me know what you thought. And also let me know what type of episodes you want to hear moving forward. I have a lot of ideas lined up, but I definitely want to hear from you guys what you prefer to hear. But as always... I am so proud of you for showing up for yourself today and listening to this podcast and being willing and open to do the deep work. It takes a super powerful, vulnerable, strong person to be on this journey. And I'm so honored to be on this journey with you. If you want extra support and you're not yet a part of our healing food addiction community, that is always an option for you. No matter where you are in your journey, you're welcome. Your ticket into the community is by downloading the guide to healing food addiction, which I will link below in the show notes. And I'll also provide another link that shows you more ways to work with me. Or if you really just want to get your feet wet, you can download my free offer, which is a clean eating 
um, little shopping guide for the grocery store. So there's several ways to enter the community and support is the biggest, most fundamental, important piece of the journey, in my opinion. So you're always welcome in the community and I'm always here for you. Happy healing.